Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palates that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime. We hope that you enjoy this rebroadcasting of Between Generations, which was a webinar that was hosted by Carrie Bean on our team. This is something that's very personal to me as my husband and I are journeying through that exact process right now. And I think you'll find it very helpful if you are one of those individuals that is both helping your parents and or raising children. And if you're wondering what the wine tip of the week is, well, let me tell you about a little winery called Living Roots, which has influences both in the Finger Lakes and South Australia. My husband and I took a journey up there and tasted a few of their wines and I have to say their Grenache and their sparkling red knocked our socks off. We've heard that their 2020 dry rosé is in pre-release so we're very interested in that uh, since we love rosés for the summer. They have a little pop-up, if you call it pop-up tasting center just off from Cuca Lake, and uh, we, and they also have a tasting room up in Rochester. Go out to their website, livingrootswine.com, and you will find some very unique Finger Lakes and South Australian wines listed there. We hope you've enjoyed that little tip. Now, Carrie, take it away. Today's webinar is called Between Generations, The Cost of Silence. Today, we're going to talk about some myths, the cost of silence, issues to address, raising tough topics, minefields to avoid, and things to do in certain situations. There are a lot of things that stop us from addressing the things we really need to. Habits, myths, and fears are all roadblocks to discussing some of the important things within families. It may be a habit in your family to not share information regarding finances. This habit can sometimes cause problems, especially as loved ones begin to age. There are a lot of myths around this topic. Here are some of the myths of the first generation. It is none of their business. This will make it hard, but you have to remember they will have a fear of losing control, such as losing control of their memory. They will think, I can't manage. This is a fear of implying weakness, a fear that their kids will think they cannot take care of things. They will want to take control, and that can lead to additional fears, such as the fear that their kids are not competent to take care of their own finances, let alone theirs. Let's look at a few myths of the second generation. It's actually very similar to the first generation. It's none of my business. This is a fear of intruding we're not wanted. They will think I just want the inheritance. And this is a fear of being seen as greedy. 
They will think I do not think that they can manage. And this is a fear of implying adequacy. A few others are, you know, a fear of causing conflict and not wanting to start a family fight. Or there's wishful thinking, thinking they have already dealt with it. And these are just a few. Here are two of the biggest myths of all. One is our financial situations are totally separate. Second, we will get to it as soon as. So what happens if you don't have the conversations before a crisis? You will figure out that your financial situations are really not totally separate. Things start to intertwine and get confusing on who is taking care of what. And postponing taking care of some of these things only causes further problems. When do you make your best decisions? Is it before the fire? As you see the fire approaching? or after everything's already burnt. Obviously, we make our best decisions before, but sometimes we wait for a sign, and at that point, it's too late. So we encourage you to make your decisions ahead of time before the fire is approaching. So here are some of the costs of myths, such as the financial and emotional side of it. Things such as funeral expenses, a lot of things we don't think about, such as you know when they pass away, what funeral home do you wanna use? Other things such as estates, settlement costs, attorney fees, estate taxation, inheritance taxes, and then final distributions of assets without conflict. When someone does pass, it's very emotional and having to make financial decisions at this time is not always a good idea. So again, addressing a lot of these things ahead of time and having things in place when something does have it happen helps with some of the emotional side of things and the financial side of things. Another issue with financial and emotional situations is if someone becomes incapacitated. Are there things set up like a legal power of attorney? At this point, you don't have a lot of time to evaluate options. Has there been a long-term care discussion versus other options? Have you discussed the right to die? What are other conflicts that need addressed? And these can be affected by slow decline or fast declines. Either way, addressing a lot of these topics ahead of time can keep us from having a lot of emotional and financial issues. So we think it makes sense to get things set up ahead of time. So here's some steps to follow. Set the stage, clear the air, define the issues, make plans and decisions, and communicate. Bring everyone in ahead of time, walk through all of the steps, and make sure everyone clearly understands the decisions that are made, who's going to make them, when they're going to make them, and the after effects of these decisions. Again, communicate, communicate, communicate. When you're working through your plan, we want you to think about some routine living challenges. Is there a concern about money now or in the future? Does anyone need assistance managing investments, cash flow, bills, or insurance? Is there a plan or concern regarding any physical living situations or chores? Is there a plan for addressing giving up the keys when it becomes too dangerous for others? These are all things to think through when working on your plan. As you work on your plan, here are some minefields to avoid. One, involving too many or too few people in the planning part. Make sure the key people are involved and not keeping those not involved in the loop. Sometimes we may not be able to have everyone there, but keep those that need to know involved. Expecting total agreement, allowing siblings to get into control battles, trying to do everything at once, and not putting results in writing and distributing. Again, this falls back on to communicating, communicating, communicating. Here are some additional items to think through when working on the plan. This is in case of an illness. 
Who can best deal with doctors' medical care plans? Do they have medical powers and HIPAA authorizations? Who can manage day-to-day dealings with an unoccupied house, plant, pets, etc.? Who can manage financial affairs, insurance, passwords? And do they have the financial power to do so? Is there a living will? And how does everyone feel about life support issues? In case of long-term care issues, how does everyone feel about assisted living, nursing homes, and home health care? If a if a family member is providing health care, what is the financial cost? Will there be financial issues with paying for the additional care? And how will decisions be made and by whom if it is sudden? At death, this one we don't want to think about as much, but it's really important. Where are the appropriate documents kept? Does everyone know their role at this time and can they deliver? Who will handle the funeral arrangements? And what are the expectations and beliefs of the family that need to be addressed? Do the terms of the will or trust need to be discussed to avoid problems later. Here are some of the top conversations that need to be held ahead of time. The best time to stop driving, having to move out of the home. What are the medication costs and is there going to be enough money to cover them? Who is the executor and do they know they are the executor? And trusting the person in charge of the financial and medical decisions. Thank you for attending today's webinar, Between Generations, The Cost of Silence. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.